Hey everyone, it's Ainsley. Just before today's episode gets started, I wanted to let everybody know that I'm actually on another podcast. The episode comes out today. The podcast is called Life in Red. It's hosted by Ryan Forsyth. It's a great podcast. I would encourage everyone to go over and check out his episodes, but especially the one with me in it. Um, I get to talk in a much longer format, it's about an hour, about my work as a doula and as a massage therapist. And I would also encourage you guys to check out some of his other episodes. It's a fantastic podcast. So it's called Life in Red. It's hosted by Ryan Forsyth. And that's all. So let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is Pregnancy Prep, a podcast about pregnancy, labor and delivery, and what comes next. We are on episode four. I'm your host, Ainsley, and I am a registered massage therapist and birth and postpartum doula here in Ontario, Canada. The idea of this podcast is to answer questions that people have about labor, delivery, and the postpartum period. Um, I would love to get your questions, the listener, if you have any, please DM me on Instagram. It's Ainsley Gardner. No, it's not Ainsley Gardner. (laughs) Sorry, that is my maiden name. It's um, ainsley.rmt.doula. So it is A-I-N-S-L-E-Y period R-M-T period D-O-U-L-A. So if you have any questions, please go to the Instagram and do that. Um, This question actually came from a friend of mine when I had the idea to do this podcast. It's 2020 and we're still experiencing everything with um, COVID-19. It was the very beginning of the quarantine and I reached out to a bunch of my friends, some who had kids, some who didn't, and some who worked in the birthing community, asking, what questions do you have? What questions do you wish you had asked before having babies? What questions do you wish your partner had asked? This particular question came from a friend who doesn't have any children yet. And I thought it was so interesting and I didn't actually know the answer for it. So I did some research for this one. So the question was, does what you eat during pregnancy affect your baby's taste buds and preferences for certain foods later in life? And... Can what you're eating during pregnancy have any effect on potential allergies? And so the first half of that question, the answer is yes, which uh, surprised me. I thought it was so interesting. So apparently from 21 weeks and forward, um, it has been shown that what you eat can have an effect on what the little one enjoys later. Um, and so I just wrote, lead by example and eat your greens with a smiley face. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure how they were able to test this, but the flavors that were strongest and most likely to be remembered were vanilla, mint, carrots, and garlic, which I think everything on that list makes sense to me. I just don't understand how... Uh, the test was conducted and I am surprised by carrots, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there is a chance that from 21 weeks forward, if you're eating things that have these strong flavors in them, that they can be recognized, um, by your children and probably, uh, they will, 
like them more. Um, and then the second half of the question, which we do have actual more research on, is that there's a very, very little chance that an allergy can be developed based on what the birthing parent is eating while pregnant. There's also a very, very small chance that allergies are going to be developed in the baby based on the food that the breastfeeding parent is eating. But if the allergy, sorry, if the baby does have an allergy um, that's unknown to the parents at that time, which it most likely would be, um, the breastfeeding parent, if they were to consume the food that the baby happens to be allergic to, then the baby could have a reaction to that food. So allergies just happen. It's not based on what you are eating or what you're not eating during pregnancy or breastfeeding or anything like that. Um, So like I said, I just thought that that was such an interesting question Um, and not one that I had covered in any of my classes or read about in any of the books that I had been reading. Um, So I thought we would start off with that one and then because this would be an incredibly short episode, um, if that's all I did, I thought maybe we could get into the big foods that you should avoid when you're pregnant, and then um, some myths that are out there, and then also some foods that are really, really great when you're pregnant and you're, you know, developing a little baby brain. Um So most of the things on this list are the big ones that a lot of people know about. Um, So I might go into a little bit more about why they're saying not to eat these things. Um, This is not the foolproof list. This is not every single thing that you're not supposed to be eating. Um, This is a really good place to get started, especially if, if you just, if this is your first pregnancy or your first experience with pregnancy meaning that somebody in your life is pregnant. These are just good little things to know. So first up, the foods that we cannot eat. Raw or uncooked meat is just an absolute no. Um, This is a big one that I get asked about a lot, actually, when I have friends, family, or even clients who are pregnant, is um, not consuming unpasteurized milk or dairy products. The cheeses is usually what people are asking about. They're asking what cheese can they have and what they can't have. Can they have cream cheese? Like, what are the rules? Um, So the cheeses that would fall into the unpasteurized category would be cheeses like brie, goat cheese, feta cheese, cheeses like that. Um, But here in Ontario, um, all cheese that's going to be sold in a regular grocery store, convenience store, anything like that, actually has to be pasteurized. So um, the brie and the goat cheese and the feta cheese that you're purchasing here in Ontario actually would be safe. Um, And then the reason that they don't want you to eat unpasteurized dairy products is because of a little bacteria that would be present um, or could possibly be present which is listeria. And that is the bacteria that's going to cause mild flu-like symptoms in most adults. Um, But the thing is that it could be very, very dangerous for unborn babies. And listeria is also 
the bacteria that could be found in uncooked deli meats and cold cuts. And so that's why they say to avoid deli meat as well. Things like um, salami and hot dogs are also included in that category. Um, But there is a catch here. If you cook the meat to the point of steaming, then that would kill off any bacteria that would have existed and you'd be fine to eat it. So like a really good example in my hometown is people always want um, Subway, like Subway sandwiches. Uh, And cold cut is like one of the um, really, really popular ones. And so, yeah, if you cook it to the point where the cold cuts are steaming, it should be completely safe. Um, Same with hot dogs. I've heard pregnant women say that they've been craving hot dogs and they're so sad that they can't eat them. Um, While I wouldn't recommend having hot dogs or cold cuts every single day, wouldn't recommend going and getting, you know, a Costco hot dog or a Subway sandwich every single day. Um, As long as you're doing so safely and making sure that it's heated up, you'll be fine. Still going on the list of things that you can't eat, um, liver and other foods that are going to be really high in vitamin A are dangerous to consume pate is dangerous to consume raw or undercooked eggs um very risky to have when pregnant and then sushi um and so it's important to know what you're avoiding with sushi um a lot of the sushimi is going to be no um and any roll that contains raw fish, crab or shrimp, um, that's uncooked. You want to be really, really cautious about and avoid those. But if you're just eating veggie rolls or crispy rolls or rolls that don't have fish in them, you're actually okay. Um, but the reason that you're avoiding the ones with fish in them is because, um, illness causing parasites can be present. And so, well, you're completely safe to have veggie rolls, um, just being cautious when you're at the sushi restaurant and when you're consuming things and sharing stuff at the table and stuff like that, um, just being as safe as you possibly can be. But it it is the fish that you're avoiding and the uncooked seafood, um, leading us directly into our next one, which is fish. Um, and it's mainly fish that's high in mercury that they're telling you to avoid. And what I've been told and what I've read is that uh, the bigger the fish and the longer that they live, um, the worse the mercury will be. And so fishes like swordfish, sharks, and tilefish are fish that you really want to avoid consuming during pregnancy. Um, But that being said... Omega-3s are great for little developing brains for unborn babies. And so if you can stomach it and if you enjoy fish and you're cooking it, um, it is recommended once a week to have about 12 ounces um, of fish that is low in mercury. So that could be um, canned light flaky tuna. That could be salmon. That could be cooked shrimp or even catfish. So... Those are the ones that it's safe to consume. It's because you're trying to avoid mercury. And then 
one of the myths that I found out while doing research for this episode was that some people had um, said to avoid eating pineapple when pregnant. And the reason was that it has an enzyme in it called bromelain and high levels of this enzyme uh, will soften the cervix and can bring on preterm uterine contractions. So it could actually cause you to go into labor if you had too much of that enzyme in your body, um, which I'd never heard before. And I was just shocked because I've had many friends and family and loved ones who've been pregnant and I'm positive they've been eating pineapple. Um, so when I did further research, um, it turns out that is actually a method is completely safe to consume pineapple when pregnant. Um, because it would be near impossible to eat the amount of pineapple that you would have to eat to have the level of that enzyme, the bromelain, bromelain into your um, system that would actually affect you and cause the cervix to soften and cause those contractions. So that is a myth. You can enjoy some pineapple. And then... Just at the end here, just to close out this episode, I thought maybe we could touch on some of the foods that are great to eat when you're pregnant. Obviously, anything that's going to give you hydration, like cucumbers and celery, things that are, you know, high in fiber and very, very healthy for the baby, that's great. But some of the specific foods that I looked up were cooked eggs um, because of the protein that you're going to receive. Uh, sweet potatoes, lean meats, avocados, dried fruit. And they always say to just be a little bit cautious when you're um, consuming fruit while pregnant because you just want to watch your sugars. But a little bit of dried fruit as your treat, great idea. Dark leafy greens, broccoli, and whole grains. These are all things that are great to consume when you're pregnant. They're going to give you lots of energy. They're good brain food for the baby. Um, but the reality is, I mean, sometimes you have cravings for things that aren't that great. Just do everything in moderation. Um, don't beat yourself up if you can't afford to, or if you can't stick to some of the foods that I've listed that are good for you. Um, or if you've had morning sickness and you're having trouble keeping anything down, then don't get too hung up on this. Like don't be too upset or hard on yourself. Because the reality is you just have to keep yourself nourished and healthy so that you can keep the baby nourished and healthy. And sometimes that's, you know, <laughs> eating dry toast and apple slices for a month. It uh, It's not always easy, so you just have to do the best you can. But this is just some tips for some of the stuff that you shouldn't consume and stuff that you can consume. Um, if you have any more questions about specific foods or if you wanted me to go into more of like the specific amount of caffeine that you can have when you're pregnant and things like that. Like I said, please just let me know on ainsleyk.rmt.doula and and I'll look all that up for you and I'll make another podcast about that. Um, The last thing I wanted to say about this topic is a trope that you see in movies and read in books and hear all the time about being pregnant is, oh, she's eating for two. Oh, you know, they're pregnant, they're allowed to eat more now, you're allowed to just go crazy. Um, And everything I've ever read and everything I've ever been told in my research and in my classes 
is that that is absolutely not true. While you do consume more calories um, through each trimester, um, at no point should you be doubling what you were consuming beforehand. Um, But what you do need to do is really up your intake of water because your blood volume is raising significantly and in the third trimester can be almost 50% of your total blood. So it's like one and a half times (laughs) Um, more than your regular blood volume. So drinking lots and lots of water, keeping yourself so super hydrated through your pregnancy. And then that's also great habits to build, um, especially if you're hoping to breastfeed because you need to be super duper hydrated to breastfeed uh, during your postpartum time. So while all of the food and everything is incredibly important and I'm glad that we went over what you can and cannot eat, I think knowing that you shouldn't be eating double what you were eating before, but you should be drinking double what you were drinking before in water, keeping yourself hydrated, that's the important stuff. So that's it. That is our short little tidbit episode for today. Um, I hope that these episodes are helpful. I hope that you guys are enjoying them. And I really hope that this journey is going to be really positive for you and for your loved ones. So I will see you next week when we're answering some more questions. Have a good morning, afternoon, night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. (music) Thank you.